Hello there and welcome to The Writing Apothecary, a podcast with tips, tricks, hacks and information about all things writing. I'm your host, Mandy Contos, and together with some awesome guests, we'll uncover the weird, wonderful and sometimes unpredictable world of writing. So grab your notebook, grab a pen or a tablet, or maybe even just listen and let's get started. Welcome back to our last lesson on revision. And the last lesson was a big one with all of the big things that we need to look at when it comes to revision. But today we're looking at the smaller things we need to look into when it comes to our revisions. First things first, reading your draft out loud does wonders. You can find the natural pace of dialogue and all of the words you've missed or misspelled because our eyes are trained to see what is there even if we miss it. So let's take a look at what we need to step into when we're looking at revisions on the smaller side of it. Grammar and punctuation are a biggie here, but don't sweat it too much. I know that I have a grammar problem and a punctuation problem. Like I know how to use them, but I was never taught how to use them properly. And if I did, I wasn't interested in it, which is another issue. I have read some truly amazing books. Eats, Shoots and Leaves by Lynn Truss has to be one of the most digestible books on grammar and punctuation I have ever read. If you haven't read it, definitely get yourself a copy. It's phenomenal. And I'm going to pop that into the show notes. Another great book is The Elements of Style by William Strunk and E.B. White. This book has been around for years and it actually took me two goes to get into it to read it cover to cover. But boy, was I glad that I did. I actually think I need to reread it, but there are some amazing versions of this book out there and it's one that every writer needs to have in their writing apothecary because by knowing the rules of grammar and punctuation, you're able to break them if you need to. In your revisions, it's also a time to master that imperfect, perfect tense. We need to make sure that our characters are doing things and that they're moving along, but our tense is important. It helps allow readers to know what the character is doing and what time they're doing it in. Are they in the present tense or have they already happened? My favorite part of writing has to be metaphors. Even if I started out not understanding how to use them, but the more I studied and the more I learned about them, I realized how important metaphors are to writing. They help your reader feel closer to the prose and it allows it to be a little bit more digestible. But bear in mind, there are times when you need to strip it back. Don't overuse them, but also don't mix them up too much. If you have a certain type of era happening or a theme, don't mix it up. It'll jolt your readers. Hey guys, did you know that as well as a writer and a podcaster, I'm also a writing mindset coach. I work with clients to help empower them to bust through their excuses and write to allow them to own their own power because writing is such a transformational type of self-care. I have two ways you can work with me. The first is through my program by the same name, The Writing Apothecary. Here I have four offers, one, three, six, and 12 month coaching options. This is where we get down and dirty with your writing and we explore what you need. Each of the tiers are tailor-made to you and exactly what you are after. No coaching session is the same. Each of their tiers are limited in their numbers as I give my all to my clients and I want to make sure that it's consistent and you get all of my dedication and attention. In these sessions, you also have access to editing and soundboarding and lots of additional support that isn't just our 
sessions that we meet up every fortnight. The other way to work with me is through a manuscript appraisal where I blend feedback with editing to give you a full rounded package to look at your novel objectively. It's based off the amount of words your manuscript has and can be a precursor to actually working with me. For all Writing Apothecary listeners, I'm giving an introductory 10% off your first booking with me. Head over to my website, dreamingfullyawake.com forward slash work with me and book in a session with me or hit me up on my socials at Mandy Kont, which is M-A-N-D-I-K-O-N-T and I can go ahead and slot you in. It's also important to know that I do have payment plans if it's needed and it's a case by case situation. This is something that I'm really passionate about and I hope to hear from you soon. And until then, keep on writing, guys. And just like that, you also need to watch your modifiers. What is a modifier, you ask? It's a word, an adjective or adverb that modifies another word. And it doesn't need to be there. It's like looking at a sentence that says a person is desperately lonely. Lonely does that all for itself. You don't need to add desperately into it. That's what it is. But that's not to say that all modifiers don't need to be there. What it means is that you can use them, but use them boldly, bravely, and sparingly. Almost like you would use herbs in a kitchen. You don't want to overdo it. Another aspect of writing, and one that writers love, are cliches. I was taught to nix them completely, and most of the books you read will tell you the same. But a cliche can be okay to use if it's done sparingly. And the trick? Use it in dialogue. Your characters are more likely to say something that is cliche versus you writing it on the page. But as a writer, we're also supposed to come up with our own cliches. Don't be afraid to play around with words. And lastly, you need to watch your attributions. Too many saids can jolt a reader. And most say that you should watch your chuckles groans, sighs and barks, but I think that they can work in the right places, but they shouldn't be used as a substitution for actions. Actions are always more important. Another aspect of revision and the small parts of it is you need to look at using simple words. Make the language of the piece accessible to all. Would your character use words that are out of place with what they would say? How would they say it in their own language? It's why we wouldn't say words that are out of character for us. Simplify the words for yourself and for your readers when in doubt. Just simplify. Something that you have to be aware of is that you also need to cut scenes and tweak them as you go through it. This is where Kill Your Darlings is repeated because you need to be ruthless with the scenes that don't work. But don't throw them away. You do not have to throw them away. Bench them. Make them a part of some amazing extra that your readers will get to see when they're done. Invite them into the process. Revisions can go on and on and on. How do you know when you're done with them? How do you know when you're ready for the next stage? Honestly, you will be able to remove yourself from the process. You'll be able to look at the way that it works and the way that it all goes together. Stories are never finished and they will always need tweaking. Even when you come back to them 10 years later and they're published. This is the nature of our brains. You'll need to counteract that with moving on to the next project. Your story will never please everyone and that's okay. It has to make you happy and you have to have a steady belief in it. If you do, 
Nothing will be able to shake you, even those one-star reviews. Revisions are tough, and it's always something that will differ from story to story. But you need to be okay with this, and if you're not, I don't think you're in the right business, and that's okay. But they're part of the journey, and you need to remember that. Tune in for our interview next lesson, because I can't wait for you to hear the chat with our guest. And it's a great one. So I'll leave it there today. Until then, keep on writing. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Writing Apothecary podcast. To find show notes and more information, head over to my website, which is just dreamingfullyawake.com slash podcast, where you'll find show notes, resources, worksheets, and more info about the podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram by just searching at The Writing Apothecary. I'd also love it if you guys took the time to leave a review or even rate it um, just on your platform. It'll help other creatives and writers find our community and help them get their writing practice and their creativity back on track.